0: You hear the music, that means we ought to start talking. Welcome to Playing It Forward. If I sound a little muzzled, yes, that's the mask.
1: The mask.
0: Sitting next to the mask man, Mike Sutter, my partner in crime, as we welcome you into episode number two of Playing It Forward. And stick with our theme here. You know, we're all about community and what's going on and who's having impacts. And when you guys pull up the podcast, what can you glean, take away, listen, be inspired by? No pressure, as we <laughs> welcome in, our guest, Deputy Chief Ken Kanger of the Omaha Police Department, joins us. At good, good
1: after. It's afternoon. It's afternoon. Are you sure? Recording. I'm pretty. I think so. Yeah, we better yeah, figure it that depends out. Depends right? on what time you
0: wake up. Right, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a
2: pleasure and a privilege to be here. I appreciate the invite.
0: I tell you what. There's always such a. There's. It's. It's like. It's not a short list, but it's a list where you want to have impact, and you're thinking. Who checks off all the boxes, right? right? You, got, you got the family component. You have the community component. You have the leadership component. You have the playing it forward or paying it forward component. Not a lot of pressure <laughs> on yourself as you, as you juggle a lot of things.
2: I don't know if I have those components, but I promise you, <laughs> I'm working towards them.
0: So how's it been going? How's your health? How, how have you been dealing with the pandemic and just on an individual or personal basis?
2: Oh, it's been going well. It's difficult on everybody. We know that throughout the entire community. So I'm no different. The department, Omaha police department's no different. Uh, We've got to improvise, adapt, and overcome and make sure that we uh, come mm-hmm. out on the front side of this. So we're doing a lot of things to make sure physical fitness is always important and, and exactly what you're going to talk about today, playing
1: it forward. That makes us all healthier.
0: Yeah. You got to say that for me again. Improvise. Im-
1: improvise, adapt, and overcome. I, okay. I'm, whoa. All right.
0: All right. That might I be a t-shirt. your ears
1: up real quick, right?
0: Adapt and overcome. See, that's that's why we do what we do.
1: We <laughs> what do is what we do. on that? I mean, what has been maybe one, two of the three of the most challenges uh, with the pandemic that you, that you guys have had to deal with?
2: Well, that's tough. I mean, there's been a lot of challenges, like we said, throughout the entire community. But we'll talk on on two of the the most important things that we do, and, and violence reduction is extremely important. And that's tough when you're talking about officers' health, the community's health. We had to change strategies on how we police, you know, and serve and protect this this community with all those things in mind. And then the the biggest piece of that, obviously, is uh, the community engagement side, and that's been impacted. We have so many tremendous partners throughout the city, Boys and Girls Club, Hope Center, and all these different entities that help us give our kids the opportunities they deserve to be successful. And some of them have had to change their direction a little bit and make sure that, you know, they're not meeting as often, which is difficult. And they're providing other services to the community, whether it's food. And so it's been tough to to be able to get through that. But, you know, the entire city steps up and we do that to make sure that we're successful. That's what makes the city great.
0: Yeah. One of the things that you're really good at is kind of the the in-person or the face-to-face or the, the touch, right, where you're in the community, you're active, The pandemic obviously presents some challenges. You guys had some great numbers trending in the right direction the last three or four years before the pandemic had hit. How do you kind of dial in on what you can do and not dwell on what you couldn't do when you were on such a good clip having such a huge impact?
2: Well, that's the only thing we can do is dial in on what we can do and make those changes necessary and make sure that we put – our investments into the community and bring our partners in and we all sit down and tabletop on how we're going to get through this and there, there are ways to do that you know we've all done it through zoom and different things they yeah. may not be the best but that relationship building making sure we're having those conversations and letting them know that we're in this with you and uh, we're going to get through it on the on the positive side and our numbers took a, a little bit of a turn this year with respect to violent crime but i promise you they would have been worse if we wouldn't have had the strong relationships that mm-hmm. we have in this community and and the nice thing about that is come january one when i sit in community meetings, like I will here in about 45 minutes, everybody's as invested as, and as energetic as they can possibly be to make sure we get back to those lower numbers where we deserve to be.
1: How big of a piece is, and I'm going to talk sports right now, right? So you have Pace um, on the football side, you work with Boys and Girls Club, but Operation Nets is kind of, I'm a basketball guy, so that's, that's what I kind of want to talk about. Like, how, how big of an impact do you think that makes, one, for just community relations, but two, keeping kids healthy, active, all those things.
2: Well, I could tell you stories and stories, Mike, about the impacts that that makes. And it's just a small initiative. It doesn't matter whether it's pace. It doesn't matter whether it's operation nets. It's the bottom line is police developing relationship with kids, having conversations, real conversations. And you all have heard the story about right? Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, in 1954, has an issue with the bike, and an officer, Joe Martin, lines him up with a basketball facility and next thing you know he's an olympic gold medalist and and Lonnie Ali talks about that relationship. And don't forget how important it is. And shame on us for all the decades it took for us to really, really value the importance of community policing. And that's is really ground and roots level where officers are up and down the streets every day. And, we're, you know, it started with just, hey, this basketball hoop and this this net didn't make it through the winter. And these kids need something to do. Let's put a $3 net up there. And while we're putting it up, talk with these kids about it. If we can connect them with PACE, a, a, you know, a flag football baseball organization, let's talk about how school's going. And again I could tell you I could tell you stories or stories I was driving a young man to practice the other day and I asked him how is it now that school's back and he's excited and I said what do you want to do when you grow up and uh, he had some different ideas. And I said, well, what about the police department? He said, boy, that job is too scary. <laughs> That's
0: and hilarious. I said, yeah.
2: you know, I understand what you're saying. Sometimes we see some things people shouldn't see, and we wish we didn't see it. But what really encouraged me, he said, but you know what? He said, my mom has really encouraged me to take a look at it because the amount of time that he's spending with our program and police officers, she sees the benefits of that and think it could benefit him in the community. And those those little things like that are wins in my book.
0: It's so cool, but you have to walk a fine line, right? There are times where, you know, we were first starting the dialogue with one another, and I wasn't even sure what to call you, right? I, there's this reverence. There's this respect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, that's, how about just, you know, deputy chief? That'll work, right? But you're having impact with young people, and they see you in all different aspects. You're pretty, quote-unquote, normal to them right like it's almost like like you've had to evolve and adapt it's not it's not fear and intimidate it's it's love and respect and when you have to enforce desired outcomes like that has that been a a change or evolution for you as as you've been on the omaha police department
2: absolutely an evolution i'm sure there's plenty that would argue that i'm not normal (laughs) but it it is an evolution it's so personal right it, ha- it it has to be. And to be honest with you, you know, my favorite is coach. I got a call last night and said, Coach, what time's practice? What time are we playing? Oh, and we awesome. all know how important that is, right? right? And those lessons and things of that nature. But, you know, I tell this story all the time. I've been in law enforcement for 30 years. And, you know,. 25, 30 years ago, community engagement and all that was going to a community meeting, maybe answering a few questions, and now it's completely changed. And, you know, it's not odd anymore to have the kids meet at the Bryan Center on 24th all summer long and right. play basketball. That, that's and, and we want that to be the expectation of, of the community and of us and for our officers to feel comfortable when they sign up. It's not about statutes and city ordinances much anymore as it is about relationships mm. and making people comfortable with us. And, and that's the only way that you understand what they need and how we're going to address it come up with solutions
1: how do you what how can the community help with operation nets or pace or anything like that like how can how can the community help you guys out with those sort of things
2: it's it sounds simple mike but first and foremost just notice Mm -hmm. right and that's what's so cool because there's a lot of things that happened over the summer Mm -hmm. and a lot of different things that were coming up and 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 talking about police reform and different things that we can do and and so many folks don't understand that six thousand kids played you know, baseball and, and, uh, like mm. football with base with officers donating their time. They don't understand how many kids Harrison Phillips and, and I and his Playmakers organization put through a camp a couple years ago. Yeah. I just talked to him the other day, and he's got big plans, right, obviously right now with what he's going on with, but the partnerships and, and the things that we're trying to do, is just number one notice. And, you know, when a lot of that stuff, the Nets program, we put hoops up in neighborhoods, right, and I'm trying to work with, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning it, Josh Dotzel and mm-hmm. Abide yeah. in, their, in their homes, their Lantern homes that they have and, and putting hoops in neighborhoods. You you all remember that. I remember it. When there was a hoop, everybody went down and played It brought the community together. And just simple, positive things like that. So just to notice those things and and understand that. And where I was going with that is – Somebody had texted me and put something on my Facebook page and asked about a hoop in a neighborhood, and I said, I'm working on it. I'll get you a hoop over there. And before I could even get it arranged, somebody in the neighborhood saw the post and said, I got this. Yes. I'm going to put a hoop up in this, young in, in this young person's driveway, and, hey, that's huge because we're doing it together. So real simple things. I, you know, we don't ask for much, but let's do it all together. Mm-hmm.
0: Com- communication is obviously one of your greatest strengths, um, your ability to, to meet people wherever they're at. You said 30 years with the Omaha Police Department, and so much has changed, right? The voices, the, the ease in which uh, folks can contact you. The expectation level, I think, have, has changed. Is there some line that you had to cross between old and new guard in terms of thought process that's allowing your police department to continue to move in the right direction?
2: I think uh, I think there absolutely is. You know, I spent most of my time doing uh, homicide investigations, violent crime, and and I didn't see this other side as much. And I, I mean, to be honest with you, we did a lot, and we've evolved, and we've come farther. But really, what what changed a lot for me was Carrie Roscoe, and yeah. Kerry worked for me in the gang unit, and um, that's always tough. Uh, she passed, I heard those stories, I knew some of them, but me, you know, unfortunately, again, shame on me being an administrator, I wasn't out in the streets all the time, but I hear those stories as simple as her getting out and playing basketball with the kids, and I thought, you know, why aren't we doing more than that? And some of those things, and just seeing the impact that it has on our kids is, is, I mean, that's that line, you know, and once you experience that as an officer and realize again, you know, it's not just about tickets and citations and all that piece. We put a pool and a hoop up in around forty third Miami. Some kids had a some kids had a uh, Kool Aid stand this summer. And I, I sit on the board of Jezu Housing. We put brand-new homes, affordable homes in different areas to, again, bring the community up. And we were having a meeting, and these kids were selling Kool-Aid, so I bought myself some Kool-Aid, and they're sell, saving it for a brand-new pool. And some community groups came together, put a hoop up, put a pool in the front yard. And I say that because when we got done doing that, a half a block down the street, a young man pulled me aside and said, that is the coolest thing that I've ever seen. I, I see officers drive up and down the street every single day, but I've never seen them. And, and it was a bunch of different organizations that helped us put that stuff together, and then you realize it didn't just impact those kids there, and what they're trying to do in a positive fashion impacted everybody up and down the street, and so that that it impacts us. Officers, again, like we talk about, they see difficult things, they have to do and deal with difficult things, as we saw all summer long, and when they can get out and, and feel the dividends of playing it forward, mm-hmm. that goes a big that goes a long ways.
1: How much do you a lot of, and I'm sure you maybe you personally maybe take some heat for it and, and the department as a whole but do do people come at you and say oh you're just doing that because for show right but you generally care like the people that know you and, and just talking to you right now you can tell you generally care how much do you have to battle that or how do you go about battling that or trying to change those people's mind or do you just be like look you can you can say what you want but I know my heart is in the right place you
2: know that that again is a great question Mike because you you do hear those things I mean you're putting things out on Twitter or you got the Facebook post cuz you're trying to bring attention and you know, you know, for a while there I thought about battling at the end of the day. It really doesn't matter. I think everybody when they see it and, and the impact that I hear from other people, they see it's genuine and it's important. And again, I, I could tell you stories of some of the things I've seen and heard. Um and I, you're probably tired of all the stories, but I'm walking oh. through an airport. No, there that's, what, that's, it's what, we're here. that's yeah. what it's about. That's what it's about. I'm a storyteller, unfortunately. <laughs> but good. I'm walking through an airport to fly to DC to get briefed on some things relative to law enforcement and things that were going on, and there was a, a guy working at the counter and said hey you you coach my kids up at pace don't you and we talked a little bit about that and the two gals that she was working with said what do you mean he coaches up there and said the police department has a team and you know that's what it's all about for me and the the, the things that we put out and the things that i put out and things i mean the kids love it i love it and i just want people to know there's so much more to law enforcement and public service Again, than to the enforcement piece,
1: pulling someone over for speeding or something. That's what, you know, I mean,
2: and you're right. And that's where a lot of kids and and community members, the nine, nine times out of 10, they see us on their worst day Mm -hmm. and we can change that. I mean, the end of the day, we can change that with, with intentional engagement. And again, it goes a long ways with our folks and what they battle with and hear and deal with every day when they see the impact and the difference they can make in a life. That's what we, that's what we signed up for.
0: Let's talk about kind of emotional well being. I'm, I'm going to get to your balance here in a second. As you talk, you know, obviously a dad and a grandfather and, and a coach and, uh, and, and, and the deputy police chief, and you stay fit and your plate is obviously extremely full. When you talk about getting over the, the, the fear factor of, of what you represent as, as somebody in blue, how disarming is it for you? to know that people see you for what you are, not just someone in uniform. Because you kind of have to make yourself vulnerable and come out a little from behind the badge, but we know that we have to respect the badge as well. How? What kind of balancing act is that?
2: That's, it is a little bit of a balancing act, but if we don't come out from there behind that badge, if it's about the uniform and the badge and, you know, then we're not going to be successful. We're people just like everybody that's out in that community. We need folks to understand that, and, and and for them to see us and call us coach or whatever the first name is, That that's extremely important. It is a little bit vulnerable, right, when, when you sign up and you're doing the things that you're doing each and every day. But to be successful and to be able to bridge any gaps like that, you have to. It's a necessity.
0: I was I was afraid, right? I, I kind of told this story a couple times on the show. Law enforcement was definitely something that I wanted to do. And I didn't know if I wanted to, I always looked at it as you're young, right? Oh, I'm risking my life. I'm risking my life. And I just don't know. I want to be able to come home to my family. And it, you, I look. At, I focused on the negatives, right? And, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to do forensics or be a profile or something like that. When, when folks see you and you know you're having impact, I could tell you six or seven kids right now to this day that still will tell stories of, of relationships and talks that they've had with you when you've just stopped as, oh, by the way's. How do you how do you come across or get across to kids that aspire to want to be like you to cross that hurdle that that it's that that's something hey it's just part of the deal but and explain the reward to them kind of that you feel that keeps you going
2: I just tell them it, you know it's by example right and when that young man that I was driving around with say look at this don't look at all the negative. Look at the opportunity, the impact. I mean, at the end of the day, we're trying to make sure you're as su- successful as you can possibly be. And when you feel like you get that opportunity and talking to those kids, and 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 understand, they see TV, right? When you talk about police work, kids watch TV and they think that's all that it is as well. Yeah. And say, listen, yeah. there's so much more to it. And providing those examples, and you know, we like to try to bring them with us when we're replacing the net or doing something in the neighborhood so they can see it. Abide had some functions during the pandemic and inviting those kids and parents to come and do it with us and say, this is a little bit more about what police work is really like. I mean, that other stuff that you see is a percentage. It's a smaller percentage, but the rewards, the rewards are, rewards are incredible when you can make an impact on a family and in a community.
1: But the, the, and, and I want to kind of touch on it a little bit, because when I first, the, my first interaction with you was this past summer, summer of 2020. And it was on the street and it was a protest, and I'm working, and you're working. And I was like, kind of like, why am I here? Um, but I felt it was important to tell both sides of that story and be very neutral, which is hard um, for you know both sides of it. What did you think you learned the most from that experience or that week? Boy, I
2: learned a ton, and mm-hmm. I do every day. Right. I mean, in this in Still this line probably, of work, I, I,
1: ca- yeah. I caught yeah. you shortly
0: after that too.
1: Yeah, we did, and we yeah. had we. And had I some, knew
0: that that was heavy. It was, it
2: yeah. is a lot, especially when you see how much work and did, you know we've how much we've invested in the community, and then mm-hmm. to see a community, all of us included, going through some of those things, and it it is. And I spent a lot of time on on the ground, walking around, talking to people with a lot going on. And I told the story on on earlier on a program and on the program about driving down the street at 72nd Dodge with a lot going on and signs everywhere. And I saw one of my little basketball kids on the corner with his entire family and signs. And I I was torn because I thought, man, if I reach out and, you know, see how they're doing with all this, is it going to bring repercussions onto them? Are they going to feel comfortable? And, I mean, I learned that what we are doing is working, Mm -hmm. things could have been a lot worse Mm -hmm. and everywhere I went and everywhere I saw you, Mike, I Mm -hmm. saw people I had met in the community. They came up and talked to me. Some of them came up and cried and hugged me and I'm in meetings with them every single week and didn't understand about the, you know, all the things that were going on, and that's why the communication piece and being out there and being available to answer those questions, I don't know that I understood everything that was going on, and I'm still learning about it, but that, it was so important, and and, I mean, I just learned that we got to continue to communicate. We got to continue to have those conversations, and I would invite anybody that isn't, has any questions about what we're trying to do to come and coach with us at pace to go down to a Friday night when they're doing flag football and just see what's going on? You'll see a completely different perspective, you know. And invite me to your program and your meeting where you have questions, concerns, and let us talk to you about what we're trying to do every day. And I think that goes a long way. Is that communication piece and just understanding where everybody's at goes a long, long and,
1: way, and meeting them where they're at? Meeting and them and where, that was it, my favorite. It, that week was I. I I'm telling you like that dude was impressive. Oh, you don't have to like, tell me. Like it was I, I was me. I was very much so I've gotten it for years. <laughs> I was very much so like wow. Like he's out here like doing it. Just totally taking the 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 mask and all the gear off and just in it, right? And that's what I I thought that was super impressive of you. Well, so I d- and, and I do appreciate good. it, but I yeah, would
2: I right. mean you know, and, and the, but there was hundreds of yeah. us that were out yes. there, and, mm-hmm. and those folks that were doing little different work, a lot more right. difficult work than what I was doing, they all had a role, right? right, to keep everybody safe, and what I felt was to try and dialogue and communicate with mm-hmm. people a little bit, and the community folks that came out, all of us were in it together, right, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of folks that went through a ton, and I appreciate what you say, and I, mm-hmm. I, I take note of it, I know, we, but I want to make sure that those right. other right. men and women that were out there long, hot days, mm-hmm. and, and trying to figure out and bring a community back together, that, that they're recognized for that, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, work as well. uh, by the way, congratulations to uh, Officer Thomas, who just won another <laughs> award or Martin Luther King recognition uh, for that award. Who, a fellow Northwest right. Husky, right? We went to school together. But I say all that to say, whether it's Officer Kilgore at West Side or Officer Bonham or any of these SROs, Officer Martinez that we see um, in, in schools or on the streets, just have a lot of friends on the force. How do you guys reconcile perception? It's one of the three jobs that everybody has all the answers for, right? The president, a head coach, and police officers, right? Well, why didn't you just do? You should have just done, or I would have.
1: I would have done it this way.
0: How do you reconcile fact, fiction, and still stay within who you are?
2: Yeah, and, and absolutely congratulations to Lieutenant Sherry Dama. She does phenomenal work and, again, goes with a lot of the people that do it in the community. And you're right, there's different perceptions out there, and it seems like I'm going back to the, to the same points, but it's just – about making sure that we're available, and, and the, the, you know that, that perception that they see in the, you know the citizens' academies that we have and running through some mm-hmm. elected officials through our shoot don't shoot scenarios and understanding just what it is that we pe- we're people too telling these life stories and our family stories and being available and, and all that stuff is, is critically important to, to explain again that we're just all one big community.
0: right, wrong or indifferent, when did you first come to grips that you're held to a higher standard?
2: I think, obviously, day one. I mean, really? There's a, there's a lot. Well, when that's you first pretty walk impressive. In, yeah. 30 years? Yeah. When, when you walk in, the, I mean, you walk in the doors, you understand you are – given a tremendous responsibility, and, and that's our job to make sure all those folks that are coming in the doors and even applying for the job understand that standard and the importance. I mean, you're talking about the ability to take away somebody's freedom if, if they do something wrong and, and other things, and that's a tremendous amount of responsibility. We have to have the right folks, and you have to understand that you are held to a or standard and be prepared to, to spend the rest of your life trying to do your best to uphold that.
0: You okay with explaining the difference between right and fair? I think sometimes, oh. I think sometimes, people they confuse them and they use them interchangeably, and it's like, wait a minute, those aren't the same thing.
2: No, and that's probably a whole nother <laughs> podcasting conversation to be honest with you. But well, we I just like
0: that. the storytelling and the insight right. because yeah, you got there's so much depth in there.
2: Right. There's real life experiences, you know, and and that's what I enjoy the most. I promise you. I mean, we got practice tonight, a little CYO league and we'll bring kids in there. And I just love hearing the stories. I mean, it's so important for us. to. I mean, that's what policing and, and one of the things and the critics and the things that you hear is that we don't understand the community. Maybe you didn't grow up there. Maybe you didn't live there. But there's a way that we can still do that, right? right. And we try to diversify our police department. That's one piece. But, a, a, again, the story is I took a young man home from a flag football game this fall. And in 30 minutes after I brought him home, I got an email that his dad had been shot. Not critically, but his dad had been shot, you know. And so then the next week I struggled. How do I – do I have a conversation? Do I not have a conversation? I want him to feel comfortable being part of our team and, and not think that I'm, I'm bridging work and, and, you know, engagement mm. and trying to make sure he's successful. And, and we did, and we talked about it, and he told me how he's not allowed to – to drive around with his dad because of some of the dangers and concerns there. But what what was important for me is that he knew that it's more than just flag football for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's making sure that you're successful. I want to make sure your dad's okay. And just understanding really what kids communities, families have to deal with outside of what we see each and every day. And if we understand that, and we understand what they need. I mean, we're partnerships. You know that in employment programs we Step Up and anything that we can possibly do, the Boys and Girls Club and, and the amazing work that they do to make sure our kids and our families are su- successful.
0: When you're talking about balance, let's get to the emotional, right? You have to recharge. you got to plug in. You have to be able to operate at maximum capacity. You guys were stressed to the gills this summer with extended hours and overtime and – yet you're still expected to to operate at, at an extremely high level. What are some of the keys to being able to decompress where you just get, you know, to be the government birth name and not this deputy is, chief, right? Uh, like how, yeah. does, how, does, how does that happen?
2: That probably goes back to the sports piece, right? Yeah. I mean, that's something I truly enjoy. And, and obviously I try to stay physically fit. I You know, I was involved in sports way, way back in the day and, little plug for Creighton Prep and Josh Lukey and those guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not one more – I mean, 85, 86, 87 yeah, state champions. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's been a long time. Don't <laughs> laugh. The Damon's over there. Give me a hard time. Hey, it's been a long time. I, I like
0: the recall. It's yeah. awesome. I, I
2: got to get it in there. But, you know, I enjoy those. I enjoy sports. You know, I enjoy my family. <clears throat> I'm blessed with a grandson now. And, and And that's important, right, to be able to understand that stuff and see that stuff in the sports piece and the messages that come from sports. Again, that – you know, going to the, the Heisman Trophy winner and watch Devontae Smith and listen to his stories. And mm-hmm. to me, that's what we're talking about tonight in practice, making sure my kids know, you know, you may be the smallest, you may have obstacles, but you can overcome and look at this person, providing them examples. And, you know, that I get a lot from, from sports and more, more, more importantly, family and faith. You know, I have a strong faith life, and I think that's important as well.
0: He's probably the only one of the three that that coat, you're not buying off the rack. The way that no, he's tapered, yeah, that's, 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 that's uh, getting cut that's differently. I, I know very that's well you, you stay fit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're, we're talking about what if you had some magic dust and you could just sprinkle a little bit on, all right, let's heal. Let's, let's come together, not just in Omaha, but as a country. What piece would you start with first? I have a feeling it would be the communication piece, but what would you start, right? Because it seems like we're stuck in this deal where we rather be right than get it right.
2: No, I think you're exactly right, and and it does a lot it comes to communication. I went there, but we just again have to understand people and where they're at and where we're at and be willing to work together, you know. And and a lot of times you don't see that. I mean, other people have certain agendas and, and whatnot, but, you know, the meeting I'm going to be at at 2 o'clock with Omaha 360, and
1: you're mm-hmm. going to
2: bring in, you know, folks from the, from the school district, from University of Nebraska Medical Center, the police department, city government, just neighborhoods. You know, some of my best friends in there, we're going to sit in a room and we're going to say, where are we at? Where are we going? And when you see that and the dividends, that if everybody could just understand, I mean, we're way more powerful and successful when we're all – pushing in the same direction. Right. And we're, and, and I think that's important. And again, it's understanding where people are at and, and, and the, the greater good of this community and this country is to be able to do that. And the stories that come out of that and the success stories are, are extremely important and it, it makes us a lot better. I mean, that's just, I think it, I think that's where it comes down to and be willing to open your mind and understand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you, how do you tie ta- Omaha is a big community, right? There's pockets of this neighborhood and this neighborhood and different things right there's west omaha north south central all of it how do you tie everything together because the people that live at 180th and q are way different <laughs> than basically everybody else right so how do you how do you well i don't know about that well, well <laughs> i mean <laughs> everybody there's, there's different chal- degrees of it there's of challenges. different challenges yeah, there's different yeah there's different challenges that's I mean, what i meant to say yeah. So there's different challenges. So how do you how do you police that differently?
2: Well, there are different challenges and things, and and that's f- from a police department's pr- perspective why it's so important for us to understand our community, bringing and hiring folks um, from the community of a, a diverse background, and, and and making sure we have diversity up. The command staff is extremely important. And then from the community piece, too, we do tons of things in the community with respect to our Citizens Academy. And we do them in every single precinct. So when I'm talking about crime and gang activity or drugs or sex trafficking, I'm talking to the folks in the North Pre- Northeast Precinct, the West Precinct, Southwest Precinct. And they maybe don't have an experience, some of that stuff, but they understand that, that things are going on in different areas of the community and that we can all get better if we work together. So, I mean, educating people to those things and making sure that they understand how important it is. And when I get those questions about how they can help and people that come down to pace to volunteer and see and th- those kids and meet kids in the community and realize that not everybody can just, Go to a select baseball team or basketball team. Things are a lot different, right? And and meeting those kids and when people volunteer and come down and experience, you know, the different circumstances and challenges people have from all over this diverse and wonderful city, Mm -hmm. it helps us all grow.
0: All right. I got to get one more in just because I'm listening and you like uh, just a good talker, right? Communication. You get those people sometimes that feel like, oh, there's too much talk. There's too much talk. Let's more action, more action. And, until you really uh, what I'm hearing is until you really understand what the needs are and and, and what people are really coveting. The action is I mean, that's got to be on pause at least for a second. Right. Is that kind of the, the crux of, of, of the whole because if, if that's the case then we're people that want action, I think we're kind of thinking about it in the wrong order.
2: No, you're exactly right. And to be successful in community policing and community engagement, you need to be in the community, understand, adapt and come up with solutions, find out what what they really need and come up with those solutions. And and that's what, when we talk about that, that's, you know, education, that's parenting classes and skills, you know, that's reentry programs that we have some amazing things going on in reentry and helping folks when they're coming back into our community. And that's understanding that the community and people bringing it to us and saying, hey, this is what we really need and this is what we see. And, and, again, we don't fix all that. We can't. Sometimes they think. A lot of people think that that we're going to. Mental health component, that's been brought up a ton over the course of the last... You know, several years, but even more so this summer. And a lot of folks don't even understand that we have a a mental health coordinator that sits right next to me on the police department. That wasn't 25, 30 years ago. We got co-responders in every precinct to make sure, because we are not trained to deal with all that. We got crisis intervention trained officers, but it goes back to your point, understanding the needs of your community and then working with the community to come up with those solutions and partnerships. And uh, we're, you know, I'm going to use, Josh Joltzler's and Abide's, I mean, better together. There's no better slogan that I can mm. think of. And, you know, and, and there's so many people that are out there. You know, Coach Gordy coming to my, my Nets program and bringing some Creighton kids down there to teach them a little bit. Brought them to a Creighton game last year, and they got to see Coach Mack. You know, before a game, those kids didn't even know where Creighton played in this city, some of them, and they had that opportunity to still think about it today. And it just – Together, we we can accomplish a heck of a lot.
0: All right, one more before we let you go, but this one's (laughs) easy. He keeps saying that. (laughs) No, this one's easy, though, all right? So how can the community – because sometimes I think people will talk about what they're doing, and it may not pertain to me directly, but I I could use it to get better. How how does the community access what you're involved in, what some of those programs are? So maybe if they need some help or they're looking to glean glean some insight – where can they find out what's going on with, with what your interests are and what the Omaha Police Department is trying to do?
2: Well, I appreciate that. We do have an Operation Nets Facebook page, and we post on there when we're putting up hoops, when we're practicing, when we're playing. And, you know, you talk about community involvement. Sometimes it's as easy as that. If you're not doing anything on a Saturday afternoon to come watch, it, not all the kids, I mean, some of the parents are working and can't make it, that's important. But i got an Operation Nets Facebook page. I'm on Twitter. I put a lot of that stuff out. And, you know, the police department has all their social media, all those different venues they can go to to see the great things that are going on. Pace has a Facebook page page and to follow those things. And, and even if, you know, it doesn't mean volunteering, you don't have that opportunity, uh, but you can clearly see some of the things that are going on out there. And if somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know what, I think the police need to do more with regard to engagement and relationship building, you can say, you know what, have you ever checked out this page? Mm-hmm. Have you, I mean, have you seen the, the, the hoops that they're putting up and you know the engagement they're having with these kids, the things they're trying to do to build relationships in the community? That goes a long way. It doesn't have to be monetary uh, or anything like that, but just spreading that sentiment. And you've affected you've and impact a couple of families and a couple of kids. They're, they're making that push for you and they're telling people and and, i mean i coached with darnell jackson you guys have heard Mm -hmm. that story before i mean darnell had some tough times when he was uh Mm -hmm. when he was growing up and made some poor decisions he grabbed me at national night out a couple years ago when i'm playing catch with some kids up in you know in the area of 40th and charles and he said you know what i want to be a part of whatever you're doing he said i saw you put a hoop up in the neighborhood where the hilltop housing projects used to be and he said that never happened and that's shame on me, not anybody else. And, and he said it made a difference to those kids in that neighborhood. And now, I mean, for the community to see mm-hmm. his his experience with police years ago – and and for he and I to be working together. And it's funny when families come up to him and say, really, a police officer's (laughs) coaching your team? And and then they come, and they call me when they have concerns or questions. I mean, that's a long way. So there's a lot of different ways to follow us, and I appreciate the time. This is huge for us to be able to share some of the things that are going on in the community,
1: and I thank you for this opportunity.
0: I knew he wouldn't disappoint. That's how you
1: improvise, adapt, and overcome, right? Uh, That's That's exactly right. That's
0: uh, Deputy Police Chief Ken Kanger joining us on Playing It Forward. The pod will drop this week. Make sure you download it. We appreciate your listen. Thanks, and goodbye.
1: Ahura Media Production.